foster dog. His name is Scooby-Doo. Scooby for short. Scoob for even shorter. And I'm going to share so much of him on my Instagram. You guys are going to get spammed with this dog. Um, He is so cute. He's about 11 weeks old. We don't know what breed he is because he was dumped in a field with his two siblings, Velma and Shaggy. If you see a theme here. And he's doing great. He slept through the night like a champ last night. He has had no accidents in the house. And as we speak right now, he is sitting on the floor chewing a bone. So we're going to hope that he stays quiet, but no guarantees. However, he is such a ham. So I'm so excited for you to see him. I'm so excited for him to get a home. He's probably going to get adopted so quickly because he's that cute, but I'm just so pumped. You guys are going to love him. This week, Meta made a big announcement of a lot of different updates that they're creating for Reels. As of right now, it seems like most of these updates are exclusive to Facebook Reels. All of the photos that they showed were Facebook screenshots and they haven't been anything that I've been able to find actually on Instagram yet. So I'm going to go ahead and say right now that these are for Facebook. If you're someone who's posting your Reels to Facebook, this is obviously great news. If you're not posting your Reels to Facebook, I would highly suggest that you do this. I think this works really well for some niches. For me personally, I don't actually share my reels to Facebook because no one is clicking on my niche of content on Facebook. But I have a lot of friends who do like comedy or home decor or recipes, things that a lot of people on Facebook might be interested in, or even fashion or like Taylor Swift content. And you can get so many views on Facebook. It's crazy. I've also seen a lot of people doing the monetization programs that they offer on Facebook and making stupid money. So I would highly suggest doing this if you're if you are not already. But let me share with you some of the updates that they're making. So the first thing I think is actually so cool, and I hope that they bring this over to Instagram Reels, they're adding A-B testing to Reels. So you'll be able to basically create four different versions of a Reel with alternate uh, captions and or thumbnails. And the system will distribute each version to part of your audience. And basically the winner, which everyone performs the best out of those options, will be determined based on the variation that gets the most engagement after 30 minutes. So then the top performer is what's going to be shown to users outside of that initial group. If you're not familiar with what A-B testing is, this is basically where you're able to put out multiple different options of a piece of content to your audience and see the result of which performs better so that you can have more information on what your audience responds best to. So this is something I actually use a lot on ConvertKit with my emails. You can do this for email subject lines. So you could go create two different options, option A and option B. That's why it's called A-B testing of an email subject line. And then I can send that out to everyone and basically see, oh, wow, 70% of people who got sent option A opened it and only 20% who got option B opened it. So you can see what works better with your audience. And so this is what they're doing for Facebook Reels. Again, I hope they bring this to Instagram Reels because this could be so helpful to know. Instagram is also adding a way to create Reels from your existing video clips. Again, looks looks like Facebook only at this point. You will be able to choose your content as the source when you're creating a Reel. So when you're going through and create like picking all of the clips that you're going to put into this one Reel, you can essentially choose content that you've already posted on Facebook Reels. Um, so that will be pretty cool. I can't see myself really using this honestly, because a lot of my video clips that I'm posting, especially on Reels, 
already have text all over them. So I'm not sure how it works in that situation. Um, I think this is something that like some people are going to really love and some people are never going to touch it. I personally think I will be one of those people who never touches it. Also, it's only available for Facebook at this point. So I will already probably not be touching it. (laughs) Meta also introduced a new quote achievements hub that will show creators achievements in one place and create a new incentive for creators who reach those achievements. So creators who are over 18 and finish all of the progression levels, which you can actually see if you go to the show notes, it will show you a little bit about what those look like. You will be able to uh, be eligible to get increased visibility in your feed or have a quote rising creator label on your profile. Both of these things can help with your discoverability. So again, Facebook only, if you go through these different progression levels, I think one of them was like hit a thousand followers. Like they're not anything super crazy from what I could see in the screenshots that were shared. You basically go through all of these levels and then you'll be able to ideally get better discovery or better visibility in feed. So this can be really beneficial if you feel like your reach is really low, which feels like all of us. No? <laughs> now on Instagram Reels, so this is totally separate from all of the meta news. On Instagram Reels, you will be able to add song lyrics in editing. So it will be just like on stories where you can add a song and then have the lyrics on there. Adam Masseri shared this in his broadcast channel, but you'll basically be able to add lyrics when you are on the editing screen. I don't know that this is something that I'll use. I honestly never even use it on stories, but if that's something you're into, there you go. Now, this is a piece that I'm thinking that I'm the most excited about. This is relevant to Instagram Reels. So there are new updates for Reels Insights. It's a little confusing, so I'm going to break this down as easily as I can. They basically created these new insights. Uh, They updated the definition of Reels Plays to also include replays. Okay, so let's break this down a little bit more. Plays, in the words of Instagram, are the number of times that your reel starts to play or replay after an impression is already counted. Replays are counted after the initial play in the same reel session. So I'm kind of thinking this as like total plays. So this is going to count the number of times that people actually start to watch the video as well as start to watch it for the second time. So this is like total plays, whether people are watching it once or 12 times that it will count every single time that it's played. Then there's initial plays. That's the number of time that your reels starts to play for the first time. So this would be kind of like a first impression, the first person, the first time they're looking at it. Um, This is defined uh, as a play when it has one second or more that they're watching. So that is kind of like your first impression. Then we have the replays, which is the number of time that your reel starts to play again after the initial play. So this is kind of like your rewatches. So you have like your total plays, which is counting those first impression watches as well as rewatches. And then those two different uh, separate sections that are people watching it for the first time or watching it for basically like a second or third or fourth or fifth time. That is pretty interesting. Uh, When I shared this on my stories, my friend Harley (laughs) responded to it and she was like, cool. So basically they want to make people feel better about getting shitty reels views. So they're giving us this like total plays option, which is going to bump up the number and kind of cushion it a little bit. And I was like, wow, didn't think about it that way. But yeah, pretty much. So 
if you're noticing that your Reels views are higher, look in the insights and see if you have this updated for you yet so that you can actually see like, are my Reels actually getting better views or is this just breaking it down a little bit differently? So you'll see plays, initial plays and replays in the insights. Also in the insights, really exciting, I think, are watch time, average watch time and follows. I have been waiting for this. We need to know what reels are bringing in the most followers. At this point, we have that option for feed posts, for carousels, but not for reels, which doesn't make any sense. So thank you for finally giving us this option. We've been waiting for it. So that's very exciting. We also will have average watch time and watch time as well so that we can see how much time people are actually spending watching um, and then where the kind of retention is on these videos so that you can understand the performance of your videos a little bit better so that you can use that information to create better performing videos. We love data. We love information. What we also love as creators is making money, of course. However, it takes money to make money. And I want to tell you all today about how much I spend on my business expenses each month because it's really easy to see Instagram videos where people say, I made $10,000, but how much did you have to spend to get there? That's the part that people don't share as often. So let's dive right into it. In the month of September, these are all of the numbers that I'm going to give you today. Um, as I'm recording this, it's November 6th, Monday. So I'm just about to get my October wrap up pretty soon from my accounting company. So I'm going to give you September today, but this actually gives you a really good breakdown of what my typical month looks like. Um, actually, it's compared to what my October is going to look like, it's a lot lower. So I'm excited to break this down to really give you a great insight on what it takes me to run my business. Because I think it looks very uh, easy and quick and like, you know, fairly flawless from the outside looking in. But when you see all the stuff that it takes to make this happen, you might be like, whoa, that's kind of intense. So my total income for the month of September was $10,139.30. One thing that I want to note here is that you guys may see me do my breakdowns on um, TikTok or on Instagram of how much I make in a month. This number might be different from what I share because when I share those breakdowns, what I typically do is I'll actually share what I have secured in that month. So for example, this month was around $10,000. I think for September, I had put $13,000 because I had a brand deal that I have not been paid yet for, but I secured it in the month of September. So just a side note, if you notice those numbers are a little different, um, I just basically share different numbers from here compared to what I share on social media. Um, just because if I do it one way and consistently do it that way, then it's accurate each month. So total income was a little over $10,000. My expenses this month were $5,026, which brings my net income to $5,112. Mind you, that does not count what I am putting away for taxes, which is typically about 20 to 30%. I used to put away always 30%, but one change that I made in my business in 22 actually made it so that I actually will put in a little bit less into my savings. And that's the first thing that I'm going to talk to you about today. Most of what we're going to go over today will go in order of highest to lowest, but this is one thing that I wanted to introduce to you before I introduce my highest expense of the month. So 
So legal services is $299 per month. This is the same every single month, unless for whatever reason, I have something else illegal that I need to deal with. Thankfully that never happens. Collective. So I use a company called Collective. It is my accounting and bookkeeping company. Essentially, this is a service that I started using for my last year taxes. And I am shocked that I did not do this earlier. So essentially what they do is they do all my bookkeeping, they file my taxes for me, and they also help me do uh, an S-corp election on my taxes. I'm not going to get too deep into this because I know this is boring stuff that like we don't want to care about, but it is incredibly important, especially because it made my taxes go from about $20,000 that I would have literally thrown away and give to the government to about $8,000. So it literally cut the amount that I was spending on taxes less than half. So with Collective, I pay them $299 per month. That includes the, the price of them filing my taxes as well, which is great. But they do all of my bookkeeping. So on the first of the month, what I do is I'll upload all of my uh, statements from my business credit card and my business checking and savings. And then they go through and categorize all of my expenses. And then they send me a little wrap up at the end of the month that basically says, here's how much that you spend on all of these different categories of expenses. Here's your total income. Here's your net income. And that's actually how I got all of these numbers today. So I didn't have to go searching to find out how much I made on all of these. It literally is in like a three page little PDF that says, here's how much you spent on everything. So if you are someone who is intimidated by accounting and you don't want to deal with this yourself, just have someone do it. This $299 that I spend per month is a business expense, right? Like it's less than I pay on my taxes and I don't have to deal with it. Yay. We love that. And if you are someone who is making over at or over $60,000 net income, which would mean, you know, after your taxes, after your expenses per year, then collective, you can justify that $299 cost because essentially they will be saving you more than that much in taxes because they're going to help you elect with S corp status. So essentially that means that you are starting to pay yourself a payroll and then it makes the amount that your business is making a little bit lower. So that actually helps to lower your business taxes. Um, so that's how I went from make, spending 20000 in a year on taxes to spending 8000 I actually have a referral link for Collective down in the show notes if you want to check that out. But I highly, highly recommend getting on one of their free calls because they'll actually show you how much, if you tell them how much you're making per year, they'll show you how much they can save you in taxes, which for me was like, yeah, duh, why would I not do this? I've been using them for at least a year now. 10 out of 10 would recommend. This brings me to my biggest source of expense, and that is payroll. This is weird to consider an expense because it's going in my pocket still, but it is the largest expense that I have. So I worked with Collective to figure out what would be a reasonable salary for me. And I make about $2,468 per month in my own personal bank account. So what that means is social mate pays me about $2,500 per month as Kristen Busquet. So that's what payroll looks like. And again, that's how I'm able to elect S corp status and save so much money on taxes. We're done with tax talks though. I know that is very confusing and not super fun, but I think saving $12,000 on taxes is fun. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sure you would too, right? So the next higher expense that I have is my contractors. So this is uh, me paying out my podcast producer and my VA that I work with. Um, so my podcast producer, who's the one who takes all of this ed- audio and puts it together and makes it sound nice, that is something that I used to just do my own podcast editing. But eventually I realized this is taking me like more than an hour. And realistically, someone who is a professional at this could probably do this way faster. And I could use that time to do something that's more productive for my business. So that is why I pay my podcast producer about $50 per episode. And he just takes care of all of this and sends me the beautiful final copy of it, which is great. I also have a VA. Her name is Bryn. She is incredible. She helps me with so much of the behind the scenes tasks that really allow me to work on more like CEO work. And this is something that I talk to my social suite members and my private creator community about a lot because I think a lot of creators spend so much time on these like mundane tasks that take up all the time you have in your day to work on your business. And then it doesn't allow you to have any CEO time, right? Like you're the CEO of your own creator business here. You only have so much time to work on things. And instead of you worrying about like going to schedule out your newsletter, you could be using that time to connect with a new brand. What are the tasks that you have to do as yourself? And what are the things that you can outsource that realistically anyone who knows how to do it can do it? And so that's how I kind of decided which tasks to give brand and which to keep for myself. Because I said, do I physically myself need to do this? Okay, yes, that's going on like my CEO list. Or is this something that realistically anyone else can do that I teach? And those are the tasks that Bryn does. I also found Bryn through Socially Ambitious. This is a company that my two friends, Jess and Olivia, started. They essentially have an influencer assistant course. So they teach people how to be an influencer's assistant. So they teach them how to, you know, pitch brand and organize partnerships and, you know, write newsletters and all of these things. And then what we can do as creators, we can go submit our basically job offering to the socially ambitious website. They share it with all of their graduated students, and then you'll get applications to your email. So I had sent in kind of a a round idea of what I was looking for in a VA. And then I got a bunch of applications. I interviewed people and Bryn and I just clicked. I loved her. And so I've been working with her for quite a long time now. So if you're looking for a VA and you're considering it, I would definitely suggest looking at um, Socially Ambitious because they really have people who know their stuff. They're great people. The other thing that I spent a little over $500 on was software. So $565 in the month of September went to software. Um, This included things like ConvertKit. This is where I do all of my email newsletters, lead magnets, um, automation. That's all done through ConvertKit. I was previously using Flowdesk, but ConvertKit really is like the most robust platform for email marketing. And so I just switched over there as I'm starting to use email marketing a lot more. So ConvertKit has been great. It's a little bit more expensive. I think it's around $50 per month, but well worth it if you are selling things 100%. The other thing that uh, was counted into this category as well was Shippo. So that's me shipping out anything. Typically what I do each month is like I'll send out little gifts to members who are in my private creator community social suite. 
um, for birthdays or things like that, celebrations. Um, and so shipping costs get uh, riled into that shipo category. Also Adobe um, and also like other, I guess, like photo editing or video editing software like CapCut or InShot are also included in this software section. And then Circle. So Circle is where I host Social Suite, which is, again, that private creator community. It's about $99 per month. And that allows me to essentially host my membership on their platform. The cool thing about Circle, though, is I pay $100 a month, but I also make about $3,500 a month. So me spending $100 to make that happen is where I'm saying you need to spend money to make money, right? Like it's scary at first to start a membership and be like, oh man, you know, I have to spend a hundred dollars a month on this, but I'm charging $44 a month for a membership. So all I need realistically is two to three people per month. And that is paid for. Um, so right now we have about 120 members in social suite. So that very much pays for itself every month, which is great. And the price doesn't go up depending on how many members you have. So realistically I can grow this membership to three, 300, 500, 1,000 people, and I'm still only paying $99 per month. Outside of software, the next most expensive uh, category I had here for my expenses was equipment. And this is actually, this was kind of like a one-off because this is not typical. $313. I bought an Apple launch, okay? And listen, I know that business expenses get a little tricky because it's like, is this a business expense or is this like me calling it a business expense? There are some things that I leave up to my accountant, okay? I'll tell them, look, this $313, I bought an Apple Watch. Do I use it for work? Mostly, yeah. I want to know what's going on. If I'm off my computer, I get all my notifications there. If I don't have my phone on me, I can answer my business emails quick. Like I do use my Apple Watch very much for business. The kind of caveat with business expenses is, is it something that you would buy if you did not have this business? Is this something that you were already going to buy? For me, an Apple Watch, probably not. No, because like if I didn't have my business, I would probably not want to be as connected with the internet as I am. Okay. I would want people to like not have as much access to me. So, um, the Apple watch was a one-off typically my equipment, uh, price here for my categories is like extremely, extremely low unless I have like to buy a new camera or buy a new light or whatever. Um, this month it was just the Apple watch. Aside from that, um, this is another one of those categories categories where it's like up to my accountant, what they let me count here. Job supplies were $288. So this was mostly my Newly subscription. If you don't know about Newly, oh man, I'm so sorry that I'm doing this to you because you're gonna go subscribe after you find out. This is my clothing rental service. I listen, I wear the same stuff over and over again very often, but like when I need to look nice, I hate buying stuff because I feel like I can only wear it once. So I don't know, maybe. I'm like a snob like that, but I use Newly because I can rent things once, use them for photo shoots, and then take photos and then whatever. And then I'll probably never want to wear them again. So I just return them. And then the next month I get to rent new things. So this is uh, really great, I think, for waste purposes, <laughs> because previously I would just buy a bunch of stuff on ASOS and then wear it once and then it sits in my closet. So this, I think, actually is a lot more uh, efficient and cost 
cost effective. So it's around $100 per month. The other $188 um, were just products that I needed for shoots or products that I needed for, um, you know, content that I was creating. And that was about $288 in the month of September. The next one here is utilities. So this was actually um, my phone bill and my internet bill. The thing with utilities um, as a business is you basically can count up to 70%. So with my phone, it lets me say, you know, am I using this for business? Am I using this as my personal phone? If I use it about 50% for personal, 50% for business, I can count it as 50% um, of a business expense. And so basically it will only count that much of the total phone bill price towards my expenses. I always choose 70% because again, realistically, if I did not have my creator business, I would probably hardly be on my phone. <laughs> like maybe like 10% of the use that I have right now. Um, so I always count my phone bill as 70% business use because that's the max that I can do. And that's truthfully how much I am using it for business. Um, also internet, same thing. You can do the 70%. So that is what I typically do each month. And that was about $167 in the month of September. The next, and I think last one we have here is education and training. As a coach, this I think is so important because I always want to be bettering myself and furthering my education so that I can do a better job training all of my students, um, especially when I'm talking with social suite members, I share things that I learn in there so, so, so stinking often. So if I didn't spend the money on education, then I don't think I would be able to be as good of a coach as I may be considered now. So one thing that I spend money on every single month is a community that I'm a part of called Do Less Club. This is my second time mentioning Harley. Oh my gosh, can you tell I'm a fangirl? Harley, my friend Harley Jordan, she um, runs this beautiful beautiful community called Do Less Club. And we basically have weekly meetings where we get to go in there and kind of just get feedback and, and get inspired. And so I love going to those meetings because I really do feel like I get something out of them to go actually put into action and implement. So that's my monthly expenses, $40 uh, for Do Less Club every single month. I did go through her whole course, um, which you have to pay for before you get into the community. Um, so that might make it a little bit different when you're first getting into it, but the community is about $40. In previous years, I have spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on educational programs. For example, last year, I did a podcasting program. It was $6,000. I don't know what possessed me to spend $6,000 on this program, but I did. And I learned so much about podcasting. And that's basically why you're listening to this podcast today. Um, so I'm not afraid to spend money on education. $6,000 on the podcast program. I also in the same year last year, spent $1,000 on a business course that I did that I learned a lot about marketing. So that was very helpful. Earlier this year, I spent about $1,500, I believe on an email marketing mentorship. So I worked with um, an email expert named Dylan Bridger, who basically helped me build out my welcome sequence and really learn a lot about automations with email, which has furthered my, my marketing and my business so much. So 
I think that when you spend money on your education, it might take a little bit of time for you to get that money back, but it typically always ends up being worth it, in my opinion. Those were all of my expenses for the month of September. One thing that I wanted to also mention here is something really interesting that I'm doing for the month of October slash November. Um, I spent $2,000 on a marketing plan. I started working with a marketing agency called Brand Good Time. They were referred to me from a friend. Um, and I am having just such revelations. It's been so great. They've gone through everything that I have, my emails, my membership, like everything everywhere. And they've basically given me a whole marketing plan for me to implement in the next 90 days. I also pay them $850 a month to help me with some of the implementation, just so that everything that they've put into place for this marketing plan isn't all on my shoulders. So I've spent over four thousand dollars or I'm in the process of spending over four thousand dollars on marketing and advertising costs, which typically in a monthly uh you know financial statement is a zero dollar cost. So this is something that I'm doing very differently in the next few months. I'm excited to see how it goes, but they basically kind of made a plan where like if we can, you know, sell this many memberships, I have a new offer that I'm creating in the next month. If we can sell X amount of those, then you'll be able to make 50% return on investment by this date. So they really gave me a good idea of what I can expect to make ideally and how quickly I'm going to get my money back for that. So that's another example of me spending over $4,000 is massively scary. Okay. Like I'm comfortable with how much money I make, but still like $5,000 for something that I don't know what's going to happen with it is very scary. However, I hired a company that I really believe in, a company that I really love working with, and I have faith that it's going to be worth it in the next few months. So sometimes it takes time. It's scary, but you got to spend money to make money. And this is a great example of that. You know that I am an open book when it comes to income, expenses, how much money you're making, negotiating, all of these things. So if you have any questions, feel free to let me know. We do so much negotiation training and income and expense chat in Social Suite, my private creator community. So if you haven't joined us there yet, I'm going to let you in on a little secret in this podcast episode right now. Part of my marketing plan that I'm working with is actually changing the way Social Suite is set up. And you will get more for the $44 a month price right now than you will in the next few months because we're reformulating everything. So if you've been considering joining Social Suite, do it now so you get grandfathered into all of the perks as they are right now before anything changes. So this is an exclusive to you, my podcast listeners. I haven't told anyone else yet, okay? So don't don't share the secret. This is for you. But if you want to join social suite i hope to see you there let me know if you guys have any questions i hope you love this episode and i will see you next week bye